Awesome. Uh, so two things to start. I'm very tired. This uh, <laughs> this uh, time change usually doesn't affect me that much. Maybe it does. But this morning, yeah, I'm rocked. But it's more because I, I think I stayed up too late last night. Uh, but more importantly, um, Texas is a swirling ball of pollen right now. And my allergies decided to kick in this morning. So I just uh, got through a little sneezing attack right before the show. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully <laughs> it's not too annoying during this. Because I, I took a bunch of pills and whatever to, uh, to get rid of my allergy symptoms. But holy shit, it is rocking my body right now. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel fine with the time change. Just <laughs> uh, a different though. <laughs> you just sounded like you've been smoking for 50 years. That's weird how time affects people. It's different. <laughs> perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Everybody does it. <laughs> Brent, you Good thing I cleared different. my throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we ended up waking up at like seven thirty this morning, like the new seven thirty. Oh wow! So um, I guess yeah. What would it be like six thirty? Yeah, I guess that's crazy. Wow. It's insane. Uh, but our, our dogs needed to uh, mm. go poop in our yard. Yeah. So you know had to be done. So. <laughs> you don't want that in the house. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. I got up briefly earlier, but not uh, not even that. It was like my normal time. I got up like eight thirty. But it was like mm-hmm. 7.30 is kind of like where I wake up normally. And then I was like, I'm way too tired for this shit. So I'm back to bed. And then I uh, set my alarm for like an hour before the show so I could get up and make some notes and uh, do my things. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been a rough, rough morning. <laughs> we'll see how the show goes. <laughs> it can only get better from here, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. So um, should we just go ahead and yeah. get it started then? Uh, we're doing it, man. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, today's show topic is the 2014 film Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and as you can tell by our two voices, uh, Kent Blue unfortunately wasn't able to make it this week, mm-hmm. but that's fine. We'll go ahead and, and reschedule. So yeah. uh, no problem there, Kent. But uh, we do have a new show sponsor. So, uh, Stephen, do you want to jump into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... <clears throat> Are you sick and tired of the vicious rhetoric of politics? Are you aware that there is a lizard man posing as a human as one of the senators from Texas? Has alcohol seemed to help you wade through the grime of the last two years? If you want to put a real human in office, help defeat a horrible lizard person, and get plastered in the process, have we got an event for you. Tickets are available now for the Help Ted Cruz Lose Booze Cruise. Come on down to Galveston, Texas, for the booze cruise of your lifetime. Sailing out of Galveston Bay, this event will be like no other. There will be alcohol. There will be lots of people. There will be water. Plus fun games like repeal the skin off of fake Ted Cruz's face to reveal the lizard underneath. Pin the ACA certificate on the donkey. Thanks, Obama. And a dunk tank with Ted Cruz and Donald Trump lookalikes. Working in conjunction with TedCruzForHumanPresident.com, we have set up this wonderful booze cruise to help raise money but also wallow together. Go to TedCruzLoseBoozeCruise.com and sign up today. Tickets are only $100 and include a four-hour cruise and all the booze you want to additionally pay for. We are raising money, you know. So come on down to Texas for the Help Ted Cruz Lose Booze Cruise. You'll probably regret the hangover, but you won't regret the experience. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Very timely as well. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, You know, down in Texas, we just had our primary, and uh, Beto O'Rourke is going against uh, old... 
Ted Cruz here, and uh, I'm hoping for, for some good things, but we need to raise some money, so here we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you uh, attended a thing this week, yes. right? Yes. Uh, I okay. was, uh, yeah, I was thinking about adding to the mini top discussions and then I forgot. Um, Your own bar mitzvah. How was it? Uh, it was good. Cause you know, like you, you're supposed to hit that way younger and I'm a late bloomer. Plus I'm not Jewish. So it was like, it was tough to get there, you know, but it was a life goal. Yeah. So I did it. <laughs> right. Uh, no, <laughs> I, on, I assume, on your bucket list. Yeah. It's been, yeah. <laughs> um, I assume you mean the, uh, pod tours America. That I recently attended. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, so uh, Josh, my brother-in-law, and I uh, went to uh, go see Pod Tours America from Pod Save America, where they came to Houston, and it was awesome. Uh, our wives got us the tickets for Christmas this year, so thank you, Sarah. Our wives, close enough. Sarah and, and Amanda. Uh, Josh and Sarah are engaged now. So, uh, but uh, it was great. Um, it was super fun to see them in person. Um, and it's funny, like uh, we we didn't have a full sold out show, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was really filled up, um, and it was kind of nice because then Josh and I didn't have anybody on either side of us. Um, but uh, it's funny, you know, it's just like five dudes on a stage and chairs, uh, five people on the stage uh, with with a, a rug, and that's pretty much it. You're watching a podcast, but it was it was hell of fun. Um, makes me kind of you know wish we could go see like a Kevin Smith podcast recording or, or something in LA mm-hmm. sometime, but. Uh, but it was cool. We talked about some good things. They had some good guests. I forgot the names of right now, but they were fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, they had a Houston show, and they released it the next day. I was thinking, I mean, they, they recorded for, uh, it was kind of interesting that way, since we record, you know, this one, and know how much effort goes into that. Um, it was interesting to have them record for like an hour and 15 minutes, maybe, that they were on stage, and um, they released the show, and it's about that length, because it's a live show. You can't really edit too much. But uh, right. they had it out like the next day, and I was like, "You bastards! You have someone doing this. I know it." <laughs> <laughs> it was such a quick turnaround. It was, yeah. yeah. I actually listened to it. Uh, oh, cool. or finished listening to it this morning. So nice. yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, Brittany Packnett was the awesome, uh, yeah. the fifth chair there, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, let's see here, I'm Arian to find something. His, yes, Houston, former Houston Texan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird because it makes it sound like he left the state, but that was the, the <laughs> know, football right? team he played for. Uh, Arian Foster, Arian, Arian Foster, Foster yeah. which I, I did get a kick out of that uh, he's a black guy named Arian. I, so. I kept thinking about that over and over again because uh, I ended up listening to his podcast after that because uh, I liked him on, on stage. Yeah. And um, I can't remember what his podcast is. It's like Now What or something like that. Now What, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really good. He uh, The one I listened to, he interviewed Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. And it was really fascinating, actually. Uh, but uh, he, he had a whatever his ad was, his coupon code is Arian. And I was like, ooh, it just sounds bad, you know? It's funny. I, I would love it if uh, a white supremacist was like all about the Aryan yeah. race and then they just kept shouting Aryan pride ooh. or whatever and then they came across him and he was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, so, right, totally, same, same page. Yeah, but it was cool. Um, they were both great, the, the guests. Um, yeah, and it was it was fun to, to be with like-minded people, um, and especially in, in conservative Texas. You know, that's kind of hard to come by, but... Uh, Bunch yep. of friends of the pod there, and uh, it was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Well, not to uh, one up you, but oh. uh, here in Oklahoma, we did have gray skies, and uh, oh. the most famous tumbleweed did blow through here. Oh, uh, took some selfies. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, you have to be quick because that, that tumbleweed does get to tumbling. So, you know, you know I thought it, about if they was an experience if they came to t- to um, Oklahoma. 
And I was like, would they only go to, to Tulsa or Oklahoma City? Would they go to both? Would they go to Oklahoma at all? I don't know. I think they're needed there. I don't know how many fans yeah. they have there already, but clearly you are. I mean, there's more out there, yes. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I would definitely drive uh, to go see them again. That'd be fun. Uh, you know, given the circumstances working out, I'd come up to Tulsa and go see them. So yeah. come on, Pod Tours America. Let's let's go to, to Red America. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Bill Maher is supposed to come up here uh, in the next few months, I think. Oh, cool. So he comes through here maybe once or twice a year. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Flyover states uh, want to see you guys too. So <laughs> please, <Don't> please. <laughs> we also have airports. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's get into some mini topic discussion. All right. Uh, first of which is uh, let's do a little uh, Oscar recap. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to go into too much, but. Um, as we, as most of the world thought, Shape of Water won Best Picture, which is really cool, and Guillermo del Toro won Best Director, and I forgot to look up if that was his first one, but I was just super excited that he won Director. Um, he's just mm-hmm. awesome. He's, he seems like such an awesome person. Everybody that works with him and they're friends with him in that industry just say he's exactly how he is in interviews and stuff. He's just so nice and, and cool, and uh, so I was really yeah. happy for that. I still haven't seen The Shape of Water, but I'm excited to. Um, it won like Best Score as well, so it's it's just on all fronts. It's really good. Uh, fucking Get Out won Best Original Screenplay. Hell yeah. Oh my god, I was so excited for that. Everybody, Amanda screamed. She was pumped. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, he definitely deserved it, and that was such a cool win. Um, the Oscars seemed like they are kind of changing. They've been trying mm-hmm. to uh, get younger and more diverse voters and stuff, and, and it seems like uh, Get Out a few years ago might not have won, but it, it deserves it too. It's It's like... It doesn't change the fact that it's like really that different. It's just that it's more things are being accepted for being awesome, right? Uh, than anything. So that's really cool. And then I put Coco on here because it won best animated feature. And I just um, I haven't really watched a ton of the Disney or Pixar movies in the last few years. And um, I didn't know. I don't remember talking about that with you. Had you seen that, or did you care much about Coco? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've heard nothing but good things, and I actually haven't even seen uh, trailers for it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I've seen one. I, I've seen yeah. like the the poster. Uh, or whatever, but that's about as much as I know. Uh, I know it involves music of some kind, and then also, yeah, uh, what, like the Day of the Dead or that kind of mm-hmm. general, uh, sure, visual uh, presence. But uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, it's on iTunes right now, so uh, okay, may cool. may buy it eventually. But uh, yeah, looking forward to to watching it. Um, I think okay. uh, because of the Disney deal, that's going to mm-hmm. eventually go to Netflix here in maybe the next four or five months. So. Oh, I may yeah, just yeah. wait wait till then for it to hit Netflix, yeah. but yeah, I've heard that it's fantastic, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to watching it. Yeah, I saw I saw like a trailer or two, but it never really appealed that much to me. Um, the Day of the Dead type stuff is it's always been like it's neat. I, I appreciate it, but it's not my thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. really the skulls and all that stuff and the bright colors. Like it's just not my. I, I just never really got into it, or whatever. So when they did the whole movie about that, I was like, yeah, it's, I don't know. But I've heard such good things about it mm-hmm. and that it's like really emotional and, and just good as all those, a lot of their films are these days. So uh, I'm intrigued more now that it won that. I, I think that was pretty much a, a for, foregone conclusion that it was going to win anyway. But uh, but still, that kind of elevates a little bit. So yeah, I was yeah. just curious what you thought. But uh, I'll probably wait for Netflix too if I ever get to it. I, there's so many. So many of the animated and the live action movies that they've done, that Disney's done in the past few years that are on Netflix, we still haven't seen, Amanda and I, like Finding Dory, um, like any of like the John Favreau stuff he's redone, like The Lion King, or not The Lion King, but The... Um, Jungle Book? No, 
Jungle Book, thank yeah. you. The Jungle Book, like, is on there. Pete's Dragon, like, I've heard they're all great. Haven't seen any of them. And they're, like, all on Netflix, <laughs> just, like, waiting for wait to be seen. Yep. So. Ready for yeah, you cool. to, uh, to binge watch everything. Um, yeah. Speaking of diversity, um, uh, I had binge, binge, whoa, hold up. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> Threw me off. <laughs> I had uh, binge watched all of uh, season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, it came out on Thursday, which I thought was a little bit weird because mm-hmm. uh, it normally comes out on Friday. All the, the Netflix shows, oh, okay. uh, the Marvel Netflix shows typically come out on Fridays. But uh, when it was released, it was International Women's Day. So oh, like, okay, cool. Nice. That makes sense. All right. So uh, and I actually liked having that extra day in there because I had finished watching the entire series by Saturday morning. So <laughs> it was awesome. How many episodes is it? Uh, it's 13 episodes, yeah, and one thing that I thought was unique was that all of the directors for the this season, uh, they were all women. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. Cool. It, everything looks great, of course. Um, so somebody please hire these ladies yeah. because they're making incredible television. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you were going to make it through it or not. Apparently, that was an easy task for you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, Jessica Jones, like the first season I thought was great. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is is also, I, I think it's probably just as good. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like on both Jessica Jones and Daredevil, there's not as much need for like filler episodes. Yeah. Um, there's a, a couple of like slow parts the season but not anywhere near as bad as like luke cage or iron fist mm-hmm. so you know uh, i was i was totally uh totally into it yeah right on uh, throughout um are you guys planning to watch it yeah uh we just hadn't yet but um definitely planning on re-watching uh the first season and then getting into this one and then uh, okay i'll I- wait <laughs> Amanda, we need to hurry. <laughs> no, I'm excited. For the though. podcast. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Uh, uh, I really like the first season a lot. Amanda's uh, been a lot more excited about this second season than I expected, which is great because she liked the first one a whole lot. But I didn't know yeah. that much, I guess. So yeah, super pumped to watch it. Um, but yeah, you liked it about as much as the original. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Cool. Um, the I think the first season has a lot of side characters that you're introduced to and um, are developed somewhat, mm-hmm. but they are uh, side characters. In this one, I feel like they have a little bit more autonomy and they mm-hmm. have their own storylines going on. Um, uh, obviously, I don't want to spoil everything or anything for you, yeah. but um, the Hulk does die in it. Oh shit! Uh, he's killed by Batman. <laughs> what? It's, what? Yeah, it's pretty hard. Came out of nowhere. Again, no spoilers. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You wouldn't want to spoil <laughs> sure. for me or anybody else. No, of course That's not. Nice. <laughs> cool. So, Stephen, I have something that I would like to bring to your attention. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to <laughs> to to relay this information to you. Yeah. So, brace yourself for impact. It's, it's something that I think you've really been looking forward to and something you think cinema has been missing for quite a while. <laughs> According to Variety, Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst <laughs> is, directly, er, is directing a new movie called Moose, starring John Travolta. Uh-huh. I, I yeah. had actually heard so, about this, yeah, yeah. Have you? Okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, you, you, I can see the excitement already. So, uh, Travolta is playing the title character, so he's not playing an actual moose, which oh, is a little bit disappointing to me, because I do want to see those horns on him. We just rewatched Thor Ragnarok today, oh, and nice. uh, you can CGI some horns on his yeah. head. It's fine. He'll, he'll look like Hela. She looked great. But, you know. Yeah. But Musa, whatever. Anyway, so... Um, John so, Travolta yeah, he, is Musa. 
<laughs> and Fred Durst. <laughs> it Fred <always>. Durst joint. <laughs> so uh, in the movie, John Travolta is playing a rabid uh, film fan who stalks his favorite Ooh. action hero and destroys his life. And evidently, uh, the script, uh, co-written by Fred Durst mm. and uh, Dave Beckerman, uh, is based on the events from Fred Durst's own life. So, mm. you know... Uh, it's going to be something that's, uh, I don't know if they're going to move the Oscars up, uh, just to, to be able to, to get this one in early, but, uh, yeah, it, evidently it's supposed to come out later this year, oh, uh, man. which seems weird that it's, uh, not even shot yet, but it would come out this year, but that's yeah, what the reports be, are saying. That'd be quick. Um, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't want to besmirch the media, but yeah. maybe they're, they're jumping the gun on that one a little bit, but, um. <laughs> This is this is real. Uh, it's it's a real thing that's happening. Uh, it's not something fake like a three dollar bill, y'all. Um, you know, it's it's going to be something Solid. you can take your significant other to. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, your results may vary uh, as to whether or not you you like it. Um, uh, but people are going to rush to the theater like a stampede of disco <laughs> elephants. Um, I I think that Fred Durst is going to make a lot of money off of this. He's going to buy gold plated everything, gold plated rims for his car, mm-hmm. gold plated dining ware, maybe even a gold Cobra. Oh, I don't wow. know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, also Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water is uh, another album title. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I got all of them in there. So like, I couldn't uh, so, figure yeah. out how to put that in normal conversation. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it here. <laughs> uh, like my dog says, that one was rough. All right. So. Uh, the next thing is I, because of the, the email you read from Sarah Brindley last mm-hmm. week, I was out there on the internet just cruising, surfing the web, yeah. and I was trying to find some good graphics for the Marvel phases, uh, mm. for the different cinematic universe phases, and I couldn't find any. So I said, fuck it, yep. I'll do it live, like Bill <laughs> O'Reilly, I'll do it myself, and uh, and that's what I've done. So I've uh, I've made some that we've put on our Twitter account, I'm going to... Uh, resize them for Instagram and I'll cool. put them on there as well. So if anybody's curious and wants to see what the best like viewing order for them might be, mm-hmm. you can just refer back to our, yeah. our Twitter and Instagram and they'll, they'll be right there. So easy to find. Um, and uh, I, I did note that I've got Iron Man 1 and 2 back to back, even though they were released Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. It's for continuity purposes, people. Yep. We've been over it. <laughs> God damn it. I don't want to have to get into this again. Well, and honestly, just skip that Incredible Hulk anyway. You're better off. <laughs> I can't do it, Stephen. I can't. I can't do it. I have to include it on the the uh, oh, absolutely the, the, the thing, yeah. but uh, on the graphic. But uh, yeah, if if you want to skip that one, you're not missing out on yeah. much. I'm just saying, yeah. it doesn't matter where you put it in the graphic. It'll be there. I'll skip it. I'll skip watching it anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> that is the Stephen Fisher promise. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, so that, uh, thank you for making those. Um, that was cool for me anyway to, to be able to look through them fast as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're getting we're getting pretty close to getting through this as well. Like, uh, we only have mm-hmm. one more of the Avengers coming up. We have Age of Ultron coming up next week. And uh, mm-hmm. love that. And then Ant-Man to finish out this phase. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, it's crazy, next. too, because because the uh, the first two graphics I made, there are uh, six movies apiece. And I was able to put them all on like kind of one tier. But then when I got to phase three, there's so oh, yeah. many. They're like 10 movies. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to like split it up into two different things. I had to put a little like line leading from Ragnarok uh, up to Black Panther. But uh, yeah, they're they're coming 
hard and fast here. So. I didn't realize there were going to be that many in this phase. Yeah, that was crazy until I saw it on your graphic. I was like, whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was line. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, very cool. Um, so the next little uh, mini topic is uh, Kristen Wiig was confirmed to play Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. And in my brain, that makes no sense. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know who that character is <laughs> or how she would fit into Wonder Woman or how Kristen Wiig would play her. So Brent, please give me a primer, a primer or whatever. A primer? A primer and a primer. primer. Or whatever. <laughs> a primer for proper. Uh, so, <clears throat> Cheetah is a Wonder Woman villain. And moving on to main topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she's a, she is a Wonder Woman villain, but um, she looks like a, uh, uh, a woman covered in, like, cheetah fur, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I don't... I don't know if there's going to be like her wearing a costume or yeah. like a combination of CGI. Oh, it'll and be full CG, you know. It. Costume. <laughs> That's, oh yeah, That's right. I forgot uh, which movie studio yeah. I was talking about here, but um, yeah, she's uh, it, her origin kind of varies a little bit, but um, because her continuity's been rewritten mm-hmm. so many times, but um, at, at a certain point she was like working at a museum and then mm-hmm. another time she was an archaeologist whatever she she's a cheetah lady <laughs> and um she's uh in the comics she's like very uh very serious and very um uh like deadly mm-hmm. and uh, i'm not saying that kristen wig can't play it but we mm-hmm. just haven't necessarily seen that from her yeah. in the past i know she's had some uh, serious roles in movies um like i haven't seen them but yeah. uh you know, I still think of her as a uh, Judy from SNL, where she's got the little uh, tiny baby hands <laughs> trying to pop bubbles. <laughs> but uh, obviously, you don't want to to uh, typecast. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a, a different reinterpretation of yeah. the character this time, which happens in uh, comic to movie translations, um, and then sometimes it can be reflected back into the comic. So, uh, you know, if they want to put some humor in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that DC could certainly use some of. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm hopefully optimistic yeah. on this one. That's cool. So, uh, well, I'll, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that. Yeah, I, I was intrigued by the casting, but also just the... So, after we talked about uh, Wonder Woman last time that Sarah had brought that up and she wants to talk about it, um, I was like, you know, like, I am a little excited about Wonder Woman too, like, to see where that would go. I think that, w- if anything, that would be the one that would get me that... Uh, I don't know that I, I liked the first one because it felt like so derivative of Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, for one, mm-hmm. but um, and then just some other reasons. But I was like, you know, a lot of the second movies, just like the Winter Soldier for Captain America, just like increase everything and it makes it so much better. And then when I saw that uh, <laughs> a fur-covered cat lady named Cheetah, played by Kristen Wiig, was going to be the villain, I was like, okay, you're kind of losing me already here, Wonder Woman 2. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to fit in and be like, normal it seems so comic booky in my head and i know that that happens in all superhero movies i mean it's all based on comic books and so some of it's absurd but you have to ground it still and the dceu movies are so fucking dark already that i just can't picture this type of character in that world like it just doesn't doesn't compute in my head um so i thought it was weird and i wonder yeah how they'll kind of adjust it to make it more um grounded or realistic or whatever um i had heard as well that um her background is like changed in different points and the museum thing, like her working in a museum age sense, like maybe she's going to work with uh, wonder woman in that museum or whatever, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or maybe they're colleagues of some sort. Um, and then she turns into a cheetah lady. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's really interesting. So we'll see. You know, they, and they just recently announced that too, didn't they? That was like earlier this week. They announced she's going to play cheetah. I wonder if this is like DC, like, 
hey, they've got a super popular Black Panther. Oh, yeah. We've also got a <laughs> cat person. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to do Catwoman. Yeah. So, you know, next best thing. I was going to say, too, that uh, I never really, I, I never had heard of Cheetah before that I that I remember. So um, now with, with Catwoman and Cheetah, it's just like, now I'm like, there's a lot of cat women in the DC universe, apparently. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, there's at least there's two. Also, there's also a Catman. What? So, yep. Is his name Catman? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. His name is Catman. Oh, my and, God. Uh, yeah. He's a fun character. Uh, fan favorite, obviously. I've I've heard tons about him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're patiently waiting for his solo solo movie. Oh man, that's really funny. Um, I I never knew there was a cat man. Cat man. Da, 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 mm-hmm. That's all I can think now. It's too it's his, too close. His, his costume is very unappealing. It's like a, a mustard yellow <laughs> and then like a tan. So, oh my god! Didn't really spend a whole lot of time designing him, but oh. uh, but yeah, I I'm just, picturing like um, the Batman Returns version of Catwoman, like that type of like leather suit, but on a dude, <laughs> and it's just like either a, a huge cod piece or just you know uh, a whale tail, not a whale tail, a camel camel <laughs> tail, a camel tail. It's super bad. He's like, I got <laughs> when he's trying to the jeans, I got a camel tail. Chicks chicks dig that when they can see the dick. That's what I imagine, like, on that dude. That it's got to be, like, oh, it would just be awful. Man, okay. Anyway, that was a tangent. But, uh, <laughs> Cheetah, Wonder Woman 2, go see it. <laughs> when you said a whale tail, I thought you were saying that his, like, his underwear is, like, poking up above his, like, waistline. <laughs> it could be. It could be that, that too. <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on to our main topic. Let's do it. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, Steven, you want to take us through the cast and sure. and uh, create and what what do we normally call that? I don't even know. It, I think we've done this a few times where we just kind of like, do you want to talk to the people through the stuff? Like, because it's not a full cast. I don't know what that is. The crew, a casting crew. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's probably that the, the better thing than be like, Steven, who has made this movie? <laughs> Nope, I think that should be the name of the top, uh, title of this every time, and you should just play that same clip. Steven, who made this movie? Um, so who made this movie? Uh, director uh, was James Gunn, uh, written by Nicole Perlman and James Gunn. Um, cast is uh, quite long. So Chris Pratt as Peter Quill or Star-Lord, Zoe Zaldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Karen, uh, I don't know if this is Gillen or Jillen. Uh, I think it's Gillen. Gillen yeah. as Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Di- Just waiting on you. Digimon. Hansu. <laughs> Digimon. Digimon. Digital monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to say his name? Jamin uh, Hansu. Jamin. Hansu. Oh, that's way easier. Yeah. yeah. As Karath. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley as Roman Day. Glenn Close as Ronnie Ryle, uh, I think. Uh, I never actually heard anybody say her name that I remember. Um, Benicio Del Toro as Tandelier Tivon, the collector, and Sean Gunn mm-hmm. as Kraglin and Rocket, uh, like, on set. Like, mm-hmm. the actual, like, yeah. physical performance of Rocket, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He wore, the, <clears throat> you know, like, a green, a green screen yeah. bodysuit and then um, was crouched down at all times. So, mm. yeah. When I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes things with him, as Rocket, and he was just like, walking down, like, 
with his knees all up and everything. And I was like, God, that has got to be killer. He's like doing that like yeah. scene by scene by scene. I'm like, God, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you told me before we started recording today that uh, he also doubled as Thanos. Yeah. That we see later in the film as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was all over so, that movie. Uh, yeah. And uh, Thanos, this is actually the first time we actually hear Thanos speak. Oh, okay, and, cool. Uh, yeah. He's voiced by, uh, oh my God, it left my brain. Uh, Brolin? What is his name? Uh, yeah. Josh Brolin? Keep rolling, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Who knew there'd be so many uh, Limp Biscuit things in this episode, but I'm liking it. <laughs> it's 2018. We're bringing the biscuit. Here we go. Let's talk about stuff. What were what were your thoughts on Limp Biscuit? Did you listen to them? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. D- did I listen uh, or do I still occasionally listen to them? Do you still them? occasionally listen? I don't occasionally listen I to them still, anymore. I do still, yeah. Yeah. What? What? I don't. I'm sorry. Again, Stephen, I will wait. <laughs> Should I add them back in rotation? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, conf- yep. Yes. Affirmative. <laughs> I'll, I'll start putting it on there and Amanda will be like, mm, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Divorce papers yeah. just show oh, up man. under your door. She just slides them over. Um, <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the uh, Fred Durst clause. <laughs> Like Fred Claus, the movie Fred Durst Claus. Oh my New god! New movie universe, man. That's where it came from. <laughs> so back to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Are we talking about? That? I guess so. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did want to say I was reading about the uh, writers on this, and it said that Nicole Perlman was um, part of this. There was like a, a Marvel like writers group of like young talent that they brought in, and um, God, one of the last movies we saw what was last week that we did. What was the movie? Uh, Captain America. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Winter Soldier. I don't think it was one of those. I don't know. One of them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was Thor. Is that from last week, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I was I was thinking the wrong one, though. I think it might have been um, Thor, Rag, or not Ragnarok, uh, Thor, uh, The Dark World, I think was co-written by mm-hmm. uh, another person from their like writer's group that like, came up that way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, Nicole Perlman, I guess, wrote a script for this, and then it, <laughs> it had all this stuff, this huge paragraph, though, in Wikipedia about James Gunn came in and he just like threw that away. And he was like, this does mm-hmm. not work. And I like, rewrote the whole thing. And then he had like a quote about how, well, the WGA is kind of weird. So her name's still on it, but I didn't really include anything from it. So I was like, oh, cool. Like I was going to look her up and be like, what else has she written? And it's like, he just like not really shit on her or her script, but like kind of was like, I threw it all away. So <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So. Yeah. But, and he said something. Yeah. Cause I read that same thing. He says something to the effect of because of the the writer's guild yeah. rules or whatever she still gets a, a script credit on there, yeah. which is like that's, that's, a, that's a little bit bitchy yeah but, uh, he said they like first writers <laughs> for some reason or something like that or a whole yeah. lot i was like ouch <laughs> <laughs> so that's that is cool. a weird rule that they've got though like if he just is. started over from scratch yeah. like can we just start writing scripts, you and I, mm. and just like real simple <laughs> and send them to Hollywood? Like, well, we claimed it. We, we did it first. Yeah. Give us some money, please, and our credits. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, her name's on there, but she probably has, you know, she has no connection to it really anymore. Like maybe a few mm-hmm. lines in there if they kept something, I guess, but um, not, not really being like really attached to it. It kind of sucks, I would think, too, to be credited for yeah. it, so. Well, uh, later she went on to uh, Marvel Comics and she wrote a Gamora uh, yeah. series or a miniseries. That's and, cool. Uh, I heard it was pretty good. I haven't read it yet, yeah. but uh, but yeah, they they build that as the <laughs> the co-writer of Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. But uh, <laughs> evidently, we we never saw the movie that she yeah. she wrote. I'd be curious 
uh, to see what the, mm-hmm. the the differences are. Um, I know none of the musical references yeah. were there um, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I wonder if the uh, the cast was the same. Mm-hmm. Not the cast, but you know the characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same characters were in there or not? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how different it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love what they came out with in the end because it's awesome. So. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So uh, should we just crawl up inside Let's of it? Let's get in it. Let's get it. Let's just rub it all over ourselves and get real stinky. <laughs> get the stank on it. <laughs> really got me. Go ahead. <laughs> get the, the uh, listeners at home. You can't. You couldn't see Brent when he did the shiver with that. It was. It was a bit like a stank on me. <laughs> I had to really get the uh, the shoulders working on that one. <laughs> that was good. All right, so I don't have uh, as detailed notes as yeah. I did for Winter Soldier, where we pretty much just walked through the entire movie. But <laughs> it happens, you know, you're talking yeah. through a movie and you go through it beat by beat on accident. <laughs> Re the uh, the super bad episode. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even need to watch the movie. So, you can uh, just listen to the podcast that's longer than the movie. It's totally good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So um, the movie opens. <laughs> with uh <laughs> go ahead no it's not all, all the way through the through the movie um but i i did want to note on the, the opening scene where um it's a flashback to uh the 1980s like yeah, the 88. like 88 or something yep. like that. and um it's uh young peter at the hospital and uh we see his mother die and he doesn't want to take her hand and um that's uh that's kind of him acknowledging that uh, he doesn't want her to pass away mm-hmm. or whatever, um, which is understandable. But it's something that kind of plays throughout the film as well. Uh, him not wanting to let go, which is why um, he's constantly listening to the uh, awesome mix uh, tape that mm-hmm. his mom made for him for his birthday and uh, and whatnot. Oh, and we should say there are spoilers in this. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't oh, seen Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, please, please do so. But, um, but yeah, um, what did you think of that scene? Oh, I thought it was good. As an opening. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a good opening. I, I love when it starts with the 1988, because anything in the 80s I'm, I'm down with. And then, uh, but then it's like a really emotional, impactful scene in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, but the whole thing is shot really well. Uh, like the, I don't it looks like an 80s movie. Like it looks straight out of like the last, the last Starfighter or something. Like when he, when he runs outside, especially and the way it's like foggy and uh, the way it's lit and everything, um, it's it's just a, a really well done opening. But uh, yeah, it's good. I think this movie, um, starting with that, there's a lot more um, emotional things than I expected going into it, and um, mm-hmm. it really they really like lean into the um, like jumping out way ahead when he does his speech to all of them to like get them rallied up to to do what they need to do. And he's like, we're all in it together and we're um, kind of abandoned and everything and like don't have anybody else, but we have each other. Um, it really leans into that in a good way and it, and it really like works because um, leading, leaning into this movie, you're kind of like, I remember like being like, how is this movie going to work? I don't care about these characters. I don't know what this is about. Like, how is this going to fit yeah. in with the rest of the Marvel movies? And he he brought it to like a, a really grounded level and, and all these different colorful characters and like weird aliens and stuff and it totally works and like you just like get sold on it so this this mm-hmm. is a good start uh, yeah i wanted to, to ask you what your I, I guess this was your first experience with these mm. characters oh, yeah. right yeah so and it's not like they had 
animated series or anything like that back in the day yeah. to where you yeah. would have grown up, like like you would have with the X-Men or, sure. or Spider-Man or whatever. But um, So yeah, this is your first introduction. Um, did you... Well, yeah, you wouldn't know any differences from from the comics mm-hmm. in that case. But um, what did you think of the, the like the characters in general? Did you yeah. find them likable or? Yeah, um, yeah, God, it's so funny to think back almost uh, to when I, I didn't know any better and didn't know about them at all. And like, I love space operas, I love space movies, and so like this this is really like made uh, tailored, you know, for for me. Um, I like superhero stuff. I like the Marvel movies, like all of it. Like the casting was really good, but I still was like, I'm not sure how this is going to play out because. It was just so different than anything we saw before, and uh, I thought he did such a good job of bringing it all together. Um, the characters are way more flushed out than it's weird. Like I don't want to say than I expected, I guess, but uh, or than they needed to be. But it's like he just does a really good job of of writing them, and they did a good job of acting them. And they are all like no one is a like two dimensional character. Everybody has their backstory. Even Groot, like saying mm-hmm. three words with the context given by Rocket and other things around him, and uh, the things that he does throughout the movie, like. Even he seems like he is like a multi-dimensional person, you know, like a character. So, um, I yeah, I don't have any differences between the comics and what they are showed on screen or shown on screen. But, um, but yeah, I loved I loved everybody in it, um, and uh, all the ways that they were kind of presented and as a team and separately, whatever they really fleshed everybody out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I had read some Guardians of the Galaxy comics that had come out in uh, like the mid to late two thousands. <clears throat> And uh, the the characters in the movie differ from that, so mm-hmm. that took me some like adjusting okay. to to see what was going on there. Um, I do like the way the the characters in the movie are portrayed, mm-hmm. and they've actually gone back and kind of retroactively adapted those personalities onto those characters in the comics yeah. now. So um, it's, it's kind of a thing where a, a, an adapted medium later goes back and informs the the characters from the original source material which I think is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it doesn't always work, but um, it works in this case. Um, one of the, the biggest changes for me is uh, Rocket in mm. uh, in the comics. He was always portrayed as having a like a Cockney accent. Oh. <laughs> and uh, people were expecting um, uh, Simon Pegg to end up voicing Ooh, him okay. at a certain point. Yeah. But uh, instead we got Bradley Cooper, who I think hmm. gives a great performance as Rocket. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think of Bradley Cooper as a voice actor. Yeah, I know. But um, he, he does a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I love what he, he does with Rocket and the personality he injects into that uh, into that role. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's it's funny. Um, if if he were to do, like, a, a British accent, like Simon Pegg, I, I can totally see that. that. And I, like, put it – I was, like, trying to, like, sync that up in my head with, like, the, what I know of Rocket and then, like, Simon Pegg's voice. And I was like, I can totally see that working. But mm-hmm. I really like what Bradley Cooper's done with it. And it's like I don't really – I, I like it. I don't need to change it up, but uh, that's an intriguing yeah. notion. Yeah, it's like that's what it's supposed to sound yeah. like now, yeah. now that you've seen it. Yeah. Um, another change is um, Drax in the in the movie. He's a literalist, mm. and uh, that's not the case in the comics. Mm. But I think that is so funny. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Just like a funny comic <laughs> concept, and it works so yeah, well in this does. movie. Where uh, at one point uh, Peter Quill drags his <laughs> finger across his throat to make a neck slashing motion, and it just confuses Drax, and they have a weird little exchange yeah. there. So I would I, think that's, uh, I would not slice his throat. I would cut his head clean off. <laughs> well, okay, but <laughs> yeah, those are really um, funny. And then also in the comics, uh, evidently Drax was a uh, he used to be a human, and then he oh. was later uh, changed, and his I think his like DNA was altered or whatever. Mm. And, who's given uh, increased uh, strength and whatnot. But um, that would be a lot of 
shit to go through yeah. uh, for this movie. So I think just having him being another um, alien yeah, character, yeah. Totally I works. think that works, serves, serves the story a lot better. Yeah. Um, so the uh, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention is uh, the character designs in this movie, mm-hmm. which I think are great. Yep. Um, even though we've got both Drax and Gamora, or both characters who are have green skin, they're different shades of green. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I like that they just look like they're from different species right off the bat there. Um, yep. Are you... Okay, I wasn't sure you were frozen. <laughs> no, it's just uninteresting. No. So <laughs> I thought you were so a lot of the, more. My bad. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of the the character designs, like I said, um, in the movie, have been moved over to to the comics. Mm-hmm. So um, I will. I'm going to post a picture to uh, Twitter and Instagram of what Star Lord originally looked like. Oh, okay. Um, and your head may fly off of your body because he looks <laughs> so fucking dorky. Um, almost worse than uh, Batrock the Leaper. But oh, yeah. um, the uh, the movie costume has translated back to the comics. Mm. Um, and one thing that's funny about this movie is uh, Star Lord, we know he has the mask um, and he also has just like kind of regular clothes, but mm. he also has a uh, like a red jacket. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this movie and you pay attention, his jacket changes lengths. Oh, so that's funny. at the beginning of the movie, it'll be long. It's like a long duster. Yeah. But then later, whenever he steals his stuff back, he has a short jacket. And it's not like he says anything to the effect of, oh, I've got both of my jackets here. Great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just the, the jacket changes lengths. I've never noticed um, it's funny. For, for, whatever it, for whatever it takes. Um, it, it took me a couple of viewings before I noticed that as well. Yeah, weird. But, uh, thought that was a kind of a fun thing. Yeah. And I think it continues doing that in the second movie as That's well. That's funny. Like, whatever so they need like, it. Fuck it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be. Need that extra, extra motion, I guess. Um, and then, of course, we have to discuss the, the way music is utilized in this film. Yeah. Um, and like we mentioned before, it was uh, it's Peter's connection to both his mother and Earth. Mm-hmm. So um, that plays heavily into this movie. Um what did you think of the soundtrack for this? Oh, it's awesome. Um, God, that was like one of the best parts whenever we first saw the movie. And I don't remember, I didn't actually go back and watch a trailer for this this time uh, to see if, like, I don't remember what songs were playing in the trailer and stuff, but um, if that was like really hinted at or if people knew that. But, you know, going into the movie and like all the songs throughout it are just so good. Um, it's like songs that I for, had forgotten about or didn't know um, or songs I didn't really care for before. But after the movie came out, I like got the soundtrack and everything and I would just listen to it all the time. And I'm surprised I haven't this week, but I'll, I'll get back into it, I'm sure, after this podcast and uh, start listening to that again. But um, everything just works so well to like set the tone for it and just make it like just so much fun the whole way through. So, yeah, I really mm-hmm. dug the soundtrack. That was uh, a pleasant surprise. One of the one of the best things in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original trailer, I remember that had hooked on a feeling. Okay, I thought thought it would. It was so uh, kind of jarring, but in a good way, mm-hmm. because you don't expect that from a um, like a superhero movie to begin yeah. with, but also a uh, uh, <laughs> like a spacefaring adventure movie uh, <laughs> yeah. that's set in uh, in present day, more mm-hmm. or less. Um, to have this this old school song like that yeah. in there, but uh, but yeah, it works works great in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that that one's awesome. Um, I one of the behind the scenes things, they showed Chris Pratt, and he was like, "Man, if I hear the uh, the Pina Colada song one more one more time, I'm gonna lose it." And I was <laughs> I, that was the song that was one of like I've never cared for that song, but after this movie, I like that song. Like I listen to it all yeah. the soundtrack like in a row, not on its own or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, it's like it's grown on me because of its use in the movie. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun. It, it's one of those things. It it ties back to a, a memory for you or whatever. And it yeah, makes you see it in a. Or listen to it in a new light. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. 
Um, also, at the beginning of the movie, we have one of the greatest cinematic pieces of dialogue ever uttered <laughs> on film, uh, which is Peter Quill to an alien who keeps poking him. <laughs> ninja Turtle, you better stop poking me. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anytime there's a That's reference a to one. a Ninja Turtle, I'm all in. Yep. Let's, let's retroactively give this a... 2018 Oscar for <laughs> best use of Ninja Turtle in a phrase. Absolutely. They, they did a lot of good job, um, a lot of good job, sure. They did a good job of using a lot of references throughout the movie um, that I, I thought about going and writing some notes, but I didn't want to bring it up because obviously people can just watch it. But there's so many good ones like that uh, throughout, this like sprinkled throughout that are so great. And I'm, some that I'm sure that I've missed because of like pop culture stuff that I don't really recognize. But um they do. It's such a, a a fun thing to see, like a kid who was taken from the '80s, and like that's his last um, view of like you know our world, our regular world's pop culture, and he's just like mm-hmm. kept it with him for like 20 years or whatever, and so it's just the same stuff, and it's like we're all still digging on the '80s, and uh, but he's like fully embraced in it still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like his ship is called the Milano uh, after Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. It's yeah. like, oh man, I had a huge crush on her. Uh, I mm-hmm. still do. Alyssa Milano, you're awesome. Yeah. But uh, but I had a huge crush on her when he did, you know, in that time, whatever. And so uh, it's like fun that they just like have those throughout the whole movie. It's awesome. Well, as a Ninja Turtle fan, I do appreciate uh, not only the reference, but the fact that he was able to retain that knowledge. Yep. Uh, assuming that he didn't read the original comics, which started in 1984, uh-huh. and he picked up the animated series in uh, 87. Mm-hmm. So he would have had one year yep. with the Turtles, and it left an impression wow. on him. Wow, uh, yeah. Which is how how it should be, yep. let's be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> So, uh, let's see here. Um, let's move on to, let's talk about Yondu. Yeah. Let's, let's Yondu it. So. <laughs> let's Yondu it. Oh boy. We're Yondu it. Okay. with Yondu. <laughs> hey, write that down for a sponsor. We'll, we'll have to use that one. So, um, the, uh, Yondu's, essentially a, a, a different character than the original like comic version mm-hmm. um, in both appearance and accent. Um, uh, okay. he, this is this is Michael Rooker as fuck. Yeah. Uh, as the kids say. Or AF. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We were confused by that the last time we did that. I know. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the, in the original Guardians of the Galaxy comics, uh, Yondu was like a main Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Like yeah. all of these characters that are in this movie aren't really the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it's a lot of characters. Um, spoilers for the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Uh-oh. but towards the end of that, we see um, a lot of people that have gathered to mm. uh, pay respects to Yondu. Um, a lot of those side characters um, that are in there um, that show up, they get like a few seconds of screen time there, but um, those were some of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so totally different than Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. But whatever the case, I like this this version that yeah, they've yeah. got. This is the, the rebooted version back from, uh, like I said, the mid to late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, but uh, Yondo is in this, and he's... Um, He's he's got like a, like a hillbilly accent for some reason. And I don't wait, know in the why. Comic? No, in in the movie. Oh, the, he's oh got yeah, some, he has. Yeah, he, he says y'all a lot and mm-hmm. whatnot. He's Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Not yet, but <laughs> he will be. He will be. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, he doesn't have his his trademark fin in this movie. He's got just like a, a shaved down mm. mohawk in this movie. Um, and uh, one thing I do like is uh, in the comics he was like an, an archer of sorts. Mm-hmm. But in this movie they've got a like a, a spear that he can tr- control with his whistling mm-hmm. that uh, kind of floats around and he can use to threaten people, which I think is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it's and super cool. It turns out to be super fucking awesome towards the end where yeah. he's crash landed on. Uh, uh, and whatever planet the, the Novas are on. Yeah, I know. I can't and, even uh, know. <laughs> We're good. We actually saw Did this we watch movie. this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Xandar. Uh, right? Do what? Xandar? Xandar, yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, he takes out a bunch of, of uh, Ronan's troops with his uh, oh, it's such little, a good scene. Uh, little arrow thing. Yeah. Um, it's just super fucking awesome yeah. how they reinterpret all of this stuff. No, it's cool. Um, I like him a lot. Uh I like him as an actor, but um, he, I, I, again, not having any prior experience with the comics or whatever, not really knowing what to expect for anybody here. Um, even after the trailers, I don't think it, it was so different going into this movie from everything else in the Marvel Universe that I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but he delivered like everybody else did. His, his character is so interesting, and he, I love where they go with it in the next film. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I don't remember rewatching Guardians since I saw Guardians 2. And, um, so watching it this time, it was really interesting to see, like, they kind of hint at things towards the end of this one about like Peter's dad Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And it was really interesting to watch this back in context now of how things go in in volume two and, uh, Yondu being a a large part of that as well. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was very interesting, but he's, he's awesome. And his arrow is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, like you were saying, some of those bits of dialogue from the first movie, you may it may just kind of be something you gloss over just yeah. because it's stuff we haven't seen yet. But yeah, upon rewatching it, it, it seems like there was a, a plan in place to explore those specific, mm-hmm. those specific details. Yeah. 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 Like they had it all in place, but we didn't know it. And it's like, yeah, you did, you guys did well. <laughs> it's right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, on, on, uh, I'm just going to kind of go through some of the yeah, characters yeah, for sure. here. Um, so rocket, like I said, um, played by Sean Gunn for the, the physical performance. Mm-hmm. And then they took digitally removed him and then put a CGI rocket in there. Um, I love his character design. Oh it, yeah. There's no confusion that it is a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a straight up raccoon. <laughs> the original, um, like painted art they released for the, uh, the guardians of the galaxy movie announcement back in like mm. 2012 or whatever. Um, it, they had a, uh, a character that, you could identify as Rocket Raccoon, but he also looked like something that could be like an alien and the closest, uh, the closest approximation for him would be a raccoon for mm-hmm. us. But this is just a straight up raccoon. Yeah, yeah. It's like 100%. That just walks uh, around. Raccoon. On its, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on its hind yeah. legs. Um, and holds guns and whatnot. Yeah. So um, I do appreciate that. Uh-huh. I, I, I love how he looks. Uh, I love his personality in this. Yes. Um, and like I said, the uh, the accent in the, the, the comics was a little bit different, but now it's gone back to, in the comics, his, uh, his accent is more reflective of what you would see in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that way it's just more consistent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but, good. Uh, but, yeah, Rocket is my, my favorite Guardian, mm, uh-huh. uh, if I had to pick one, and I don't, but I still picked one. So, <laughs> just living life on the edge here. Uh, do you have a favorite character I don't, in the Guardian When you franchise? mentioned that, I was like, man, I don't know. I like them all for different reasons. Uh, one of the things I was going to say is, I, what I like about this movie, too, is... Um, and I like how we're going through the characters because it's important because it's like an ensemble thing with that. But, um, you know, the Avengers did so well because they did introduce all the characters individually in their own movies and lead into the Avengers. 
but you don't need to do that again for the Guardians. For one, like they're they're not as well known characters. Um, we've already we you know we had just done that with the Avengers, and that's like really the anchor point of all of this uh, for the MCU. Mm-hmm. And so the Guardians, even though they're like another team up, it's not the same like um, like level, I guess, whatever is the Avengers, like in, in, in my head, you know. And so uh, I like that they introduced them all in this one and it works just as well. Like, whereas, you know, we, we joke about like the DCEU trying to, you know, kind of rush into Justice League without really fleshing everybody out for, at first. Um, as opposed to, you know, how Marvel did it. So this one works, though. They do a really good job of, of letting everybody be fleshed out and, and getting them all, like, room to grow and and uh, show off all their skills and everything. So I don't know that I have a favorite. I just like the team, um, and I like them all for their individual reasons so much. I think... Um, I don't know that I have a favorite from the second film either or, like, after that, but, uh, again, they, they all just keep growing. Like, they allow these characters to really uh, change and and, like you learn more about them throughout the, the films and everything um, in a really good way. And uh, I don't know. I like I like Chris Pratt a lot as, pre, as a Star-Lord. I don't want to call him Quill. Uh, it's, he's really good at that. I like Zoe Zeldana as Gamora. Um, Groot is hella fun. Rocket is super fun. Uh, Drax is probably my least favorite just because he doesn't have as much of a personality, but that's part of the charm of him as well. So he, he grew me a whole lot, especially after the second movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if I have a favorite, but uh, I do like them all. So, Rocket. I heard Rocket. Okay, so um, <laughs> it was recently announced, again, spoilers for the end of, of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but it was recently confirmed by James Gunn, I don't know if you saw this mm, or not, that uh, Groot did, in fact, die at the end of this yeah. movie. Yeah. I had seen and that. And then, then uh, the Groot we get in the second movie is actually his offspring. Mm. Oh, okay. So, I, I guess, just like a splinter uh, that Rocket collects and, and raises. So, that would explain the difference in not only personality, but mm-hmm. there's some uh, language barriers. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, maybe and uh, and uh, yeah, just a just it's like a, a brand new character. Essentially. Yeah, I thought that was so, so super um, interesting. I didn't take yeah, so I didn't take it as an offspring, but more as uh, and I don't know. Maybe he said that, but I, I for my interpretation of it, I didn't take it as that. I took it as like uh, he was that he was Groot like as grown up. And he had been through his experiences and became who he was. And then when he's mm-hmm. a splinter, he has to go through that again. Like his personality and and all those memories don't stay with him. So it's like right. uh, just another offshoot. Yeah, kind of uh, a splinter of that. But uh, so, uh-huh. splinter. Uh-huh. <laughs> so whatever he like when Rocket mourns him, it's because he's mourning like the friend that he you know, helps shape and, and he knew. And I wondered about that, like, because uh, he just shows back up with the, the thing in the plant, in the pot, you know, like he's ready to, to grow again. I didn't know if Rocket already knew that. Like, they don't really go into it. Like, they just have him in the next mm-hmm. scene. So I don't know if Rocket knew that. He was just mourning that his friend was lost and he'd have to, like, regrow him. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, I think that's a, an interesting take on a character um and also yeah it shocked me whatever james gunn said that because i really didn't know what it was what it was gonna be but then it's like oh no nope, mm-hmm. he started over and it's like right. oh fuck right. okay cool <laughs> <laughs> that actually made me like the the way that Groot goes out in this film a little bit more because he does in fact sacrifice himself yeah it did mean something yeah uh, he says we are Groot, and then he protects his new newfound family yeah. And then such a good scene. Uh, yeah, makes the makes the ultimate sacrifice, and then it justifies uh, Rocket being so sad. Mm-hmm. So so maybe he did know that he could grow a new Groot, but yeah. it would it would be it would be a new Groot yeah. instead of uh, his friend. So um, I also like at the very end where Rocket is sad, and they're all kind of sitting there after Ronan's defeated, and 
he's crying, and then Drax comes up next to him and just starts petting his head uh, a little yeah. bit. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so funny how so, touching this movie so could be. Like, I didn't expect I know, that. I yeah. You know? And you wouldn't expect it with <laughs> these Drax the Destroyer sitting with Rocket Raccoon, <laughs> you know? like, But it's, like, so such a touching scene. Yeah. You know? uh, I would also like to point out that Rocket Raccoon did make it to uh, the big screen before Wonder Woman, so... I guess good, good job, DC. I don't, know. I don't know what you're trying to do there. Listen, um, we need more raccoons on screen, behind the camera, everywhere. You know, I've been saying it for years. You've been saying it. Raccoon representation. Come on. Absolutely. Um, so uh, let's talk about Ronan. Yeah. So um, I think he looks cool, mm-hmm. but I really didn't understand his motivations at first. No, uh, I'm not. I'm still then, not sure. So. I wrote that down as I was watching the movie. Uh, And then later I wrote, wait, is Ronan racist? Because he wants to keep the Kree, uh, the Kree race like pure. Uh Um, So I think he, yeah, I think, I think he's uh, wearing khakis and and getting torches from Target (laughs) on on the weekends. Some polos. So, so uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with him dying. Um, I don't think he's an interesting villain at all. He really was. I do think it's interesting that Lee Pace played him because, (laughs) wow, I I don't know how they came up with that casting. Uh, Absolutely. uh, That was crazy. And he's good at it. That's what's weird. But I I can't even see Lee Pace behind that makeup and that voice and stuff. It's super weird. Like, if you had not told me that, I would be like, I would never have come up with that. I would, I, I really wouldn't believe you until I really saw like official casting and be like, okay, I guess so. Uh, but I'm still skeptical. So, uh, yeah, we used to watch, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the name. I might've mentioned it recently, uh, pu- uh, pushing daisies, uh, yeah. where he's the, the pie he's maker. The and pie stuff. maker. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love him in that. Um, but seeing him as this is like so weird. Uh, it is like, yeah, 100% different than, than Lee Pace that I I've ever seen. So, um, I don't think Ronan is that interesting of a character. I was also um, curious because he's part of the Kree, and I couldn't remember, like, does the Marvel Cinematic Universe have both the, the Kree and is it the Skrulls? Is that the other? Yes. Or did they sell yeah, that so one off? Was, well, they did. They, they okay. Yeah. Strap in, kids. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's kind of a shared thing, kind of like Quicksilver, how okay. Fox can use that character and Marvel can as well, um, except it's a little bit different. So Marvel can use the scroll race, like we'll mm-hmm. see in Captain Marvel next year. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's a specific character called the Super Scroll that Fox can use for the Fantastic Four franchise. Mm-hmm. The Super Scroll has all of the powers of the Fantastic Four uh, plus... He's got a, a green wrinkled chin oh. that everyone wants. All the kids are <laughs> dying for it today. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of a, a shared thing. But yes, okay. yeah, in the MCU, I guess technically now um, we know that both races exist, and uh, they were kind of like warring factions. Yeah, um, there's a, a major storyline in the Avengers back in the '70s called the uh, the the Kree Scroll War. Mm. Boy, that's easy to say yeah. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, that was a, a big thing. So. Uh, we didn't realize that Marvel even had access to the scrolls until they made the announcement uh, at last year's uh, San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. where they said that uh, she's going to be uh, Captain Marvel will be battling the scrolls. Okay. So uh, it's a relatively new new thing here. And then the the aliens in the Avengers, what were they? The Chitari. Oh, okay, that's right. So that's just yeah. like a whole different race of aliens or whatever. Well, kind of. So <laughs> please strap in again. <laughs> put, put, put some more straps on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, the the Chitari 
are an alien race similar to the scrolls in okay. an alternate universe ah. <laughs> the marvel universe <laughs> so uh they were also a shape-changing race uh-huh. but um for whatever reason marvel didn't want to call them scrolls um and the the ultimate like uh or the alternate ultimate universe mm. is what it was called where we got uh miles morales yep. spider-man and you know things of that nature what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> so uh, for for the Avengers movie, they just totally made them a whole new alien race, okay. which is fine. It works out better that way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so now in the comics, again, we've got the movie version of the Chitauri, mm. the Marvel comics. So we've got all three races there. Okay. So that's the, well. the new continuity. There's three right. races there. Okay. Because I was yeah. like... Uh, some of the... And now that you mentioned it, I forgot that the Skrulls were going to be in Captain Marvel and the concept art kind of reminded me of the Tatari. So um, I don't know if they were trying to do that or if in my head that just looks the same or not. But uh, but then I was wondering, like, are they supposed to be, like, related or not? So that maybe there is, like, a hint of it there, but maybe they're just trying to do something different and I'm, I'm just out of my mind. Inbreeding, maybe? I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall uh, seeing artwork for it. Oh, yeah, maybe there's, like, did. one picture and it, it kind of looks like... like uh, fighting them or whatever? Uh-huh, yeah. She's, like, okay. in her in her uh, suit. Costume. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. it looks pretty good, but... Uh, there's maybe like one or two um, like concept art pieces out there, or whatever. Whenever they made the announcement, so um, and they're not like close up that I remember. It's it's more from far away, which is why I thought they looked like the Jatari, like that face because they have like a like a vertical. I guess it's like ours, but it's like they have like a lips that go like way up or whatever. Like their mouths are like really different than than like a human's mouth, obviously. But um, they like I remember the. Avengers, he like takes off his mask. One of the guys, and it's like up close. Oh, the Chitauri. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it looked mm-hmm. kind of like one of the ones they did in the concept art. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's oh, not. Okay. But um, I but didn't notice that. I guess. But that's why I was confused. Like like you said with the comics, so that it was they were kind of the same. It's just a different universe or whatever, and so it's all kind of convoluted. But uh, but that's cool. Yeah. So so Ronan and the Kree. Um, this was like our first. Uh, thing of the Kree, right, in Marvel's Cinematic Universe. Have we talked about them yet? I, any of the Kind of yes and kind of no. Um, Go ahead. So a, a Kree body was seen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. at a certain point in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we do kind of see that, but it's just like a, like half of a corpse of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew that it was coming. I think people saw Ronan in the like Guardians of the Galaxy like trailer mm-hmm. or whatever. And we all knew that he was great. We all knew. We all we, fucking knew. Yeah. You can't pull one over on us, Marvel. <laughs> so Marvel's like we we didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think they they beat them there just by a couple of inches, you know. But uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, this is the the first big like cinematic version okay. of that that we've seen. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I wasn't really sure about like Ronan isn't that strong of a character. I remember like. Watch, rewatching the movie this time, I hadn't watched it in a while, and I was leading into it. I was like, "What is the point of all of this?" Like, in for the whole plot, I forgot how it all fit together, yeah. and it and it works. Um, of you know how the guardians get together, what they're doing, um, and the Infinity Stone stuff of the movie and whatever. Um, but yeah, I think Ronan wasn't that strong, and then his mission seemed very kind of bland. I guess uh, mm-hmm. just kind of a, a basic revenge plot. Um, against the the Zandarians and stuff, so um, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like it, it just wasn't much, but it it's more like um, the only thing I'd say, I guess, for Marvel movies and the villains that they have sometimes, it's is that they 
the villain isn't necessarily the most important part. They don't always have to be super compelling villains. It's more like this movie is about the Guardians. Like it's about seeing them for the, for the first time. And you really just need kind of like a wall for them to come up against. Um, and Ronan's that wall. Like I, Build that wall <laughs> is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we need to keep the Kree out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're taking our chops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know where I was going with that, but back to you, Brent. We've got so many human <laughs> accusers that are without jobs right now. Don't need these filthy Cree coming over here. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people are saying they're uh, the rapes and murderers. A what? lot of people are saying that. A lot that. of people. Yeah. Damn, well, you heard yep. it here. Man. Yeah. So. But, uh... <laughs> I guess they can just fly over the wall now that I think about it. Damn. They're spacious. Need a bigger wall. Yep. Keep building it. <laughs> Get Gina on it. They've got a great wall. <laughs> we need those Andarian ships to link together. That'll be our wall. <laughs> it worked so well the first time. <laughs> I did think that was really cool. That's one of the things I wanted to bring up. I'll just throw it yeah. in now. Whenever they do that, that was a really cool design. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in a movie before. It didn't work. Yeah, it, it threw me off when they were all like like hovering in front of the ship and it was like, so are they, are they just going to run into it yeah. and get destroyed? That's a <laughs> good, weird good plan, plan, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then the way that uh, all of the, the planes lock in yeah. and uh, make that net, dude, that was so fucking awesome. It looks awesome. really cool. I've never, never seen anything like that. It's so cool. I did notice, at, so at the top, um, you know, when you're, when you're in war and you're linking with all your buddies into a, a force-filled net, um, you're not going to be in straight lines necessarily, but <laughs> I did, I noticed this last time. Um, there were some guys at the top that had linked together, but it was just like two of them. At, like It was like they didn't have anywhere else to go, so they went to the top, and I was like, you guys aren't doing shit. Like, I'm glad you're here, <laughs> but like <laughs> you guys are not helping at all. <laughs> they, they were up way higher yeah. than uh, Ronan's ship was exactly, tall. Exactly. Like, so <laughs> like, no yeah, purpose. we're with you guys, sure. But they're clearly not. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny, but... Um, but yeah, uh, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, about the the plot of this movie, um, the 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 guardians are really just chasing a. Um, they're trying to track down one of the infinity stones, mm-hmm. um, which they don't really realize that's what it is yeah. at a certain point. But it's it's really just a, a MacGuffin for them, which um, mm-hmm. it sounds like. The MacGuffin is something they should serve at McDonald's, uh-huh. but no one like you could order it, but you can never get it. You know, <laughs> you're always searching for that MacGuffin. Oh man, I like that. I'll have a sausage cheese, sausage cheese MacGuffin, please. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're sold out. They all went to the other store. You have to go to that store, and you go to that store, oh, and they say the same thing. Man, maybe you get clues along the way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got to get there by ten. <laughs> we got to go right now. <laughs> what time is it? Nine fifty-eight. You uh, better run. Fuck. Yeah. Gotta get that MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of our better bits, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> People love it. The Academy Award for I'm the worst it. MacGuffin joke goes to. <laughs> Let's talk about stuff. The American one, the good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, USA, USA, <laughs> USA. So. <sighs> Anyway, so yeah, they're, they're <laughs> trying to chase down an Infinity Stone, uh, and they they do, and um, there's some light touching involved, yep. and uh, a dance off maybe. So it's all good. Movie plot. That's what this done. movie's based upon. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I. So is this the? Again, I, I just 
I keep losing track of where we are in the MCU and what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the first confirmed Infinity Stone that we know and has been talked about? Like when the Collector tells them about the Infinity Stones? Is that? I mean, that's the first time we're hearing about that, right? I, yeah, I, I, I think it's the first like actual stone yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. Um, we've seen other things like the Tesseract and the, the Aether mm-hmm. um, yeah. from Avengers and, uh, and uh, Thor Ragnarok. But um, yes, yeah, the first or, time uh, that we the Dark get, World. come from, what did I say? Ragnarok. Oh. I keep doing that. I keep calling it Ragnarok. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. But earlier I wanted to call uh, Winter Soldier Civil War. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot to take in, guys. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. and the, the ether, I mean, they bring that to the collector as well at the end of uh, yes, yeah, at the, end of the credit the, scene. Mm-hmm. They, did yeah, they have the a stone War. there? Did it show oh. actually the stone? I can't remember. Uh, no. No. They had it in a, a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I can't remember. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you hear the burp that means it's fresh yeah. <laughs> um I, you know i don't remember what they they took it to him yeah and, um they, they handed it over to him in some way shape or form without <laughs> being destroyed so yeah i don't know so the collector has or is gonna get two of them he he would have had two yeah. by this movie wow. yeah um that doesn't seem then, safe then one is is uh eventually given to the nova Corps for safekeeping mm-hmm. so yeah yeah okay yeah so I was trying to keep track of him as we go along through these movies. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I know. So the collector's thing is like blown up whenever his assistant grabs that, but he yeah. still has the ether one, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere there? Yes. Yeah. At this point. I guess his benefits are that shitty. Like he has a terrible dental plan. She's just like, I'm just going <laughs> to, it's worth it. I got to get out of here. He won't I would really rather leave. disintegrate <laughs> into the world. <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that before Infinity War. Uh, Infinity, Infinity War. A. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like this like the way blah 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 blah. Infinity War. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. Um, about like where the Infinity Stones are and mm-hmm. everything um, leading up to it. Because uh, holy shit, it is a lot to fucking keep track of. Yeah. One is in the Vision's head, and yep. uh, then the other ones are uh, question mark. Well, and that one comes from, I was trying to get that too, like uh, spoilers for, is that, that's Age of Ultron, right? Age, that's yeah. Next, yeah. yeah. That he gets that from the scepter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's another yeah. stone. Yeah. We just haven't, we don't know it's a stone yet in the in the universe or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's be, yeah. Um, and matter of fact, we've only seen, I think, five of the six Infinity mm-hmm. Stones or the related powers of it. Um, yeah. We don't know where that sixth one is. Yeah. The sixth one is friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and we had it all along. <laughs> and then the movie, they're like, well, guys, I guess we were all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> oh, man. If they did that, I would, I would stand up and clap. I would be like, Wow. <laughs> And we would just hold hands in the theater, just sway together. <laughs> Be like the end of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fantastic. Oh, boy. Uh, like so uh, let's move on to uh, Gamora. And yeah. uh, in particular, her relationship with Nebula, her mm-hmm. uh, adopted sister. Um, so I, uh, I, I like their kind of sibling rivalry in mm-hmm. this movie. 
Um, and I like it even more in the next movie where they, they really get to explore that a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nebula, um, she needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's just take a breather. Give yourself a break. Yep. A Kit Kat break if you need to. <laughs> yep. Um, she's uh, quick to anger and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really think things through. Um, we do... Uh, see her. Uh, she's part of uh, Handwatch 2018, where she gets her arm. Uh, I guess she rips her own arm off. Yeah, yeah. So that was graphic. She went for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's hot headed. Um, she's kind of a a two dimensional character. Uh, luckily, Gamora is not. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a lot stronger, and we see her um, her true colors uh, later in the movie where. She makes it sound like she's going to go uh, get the Infinity Stone for Thanos, but really she just wants to use it to take him out. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I like when um, she and Peter are talking later where he's listening to his music on the balcony uh, in nowhere, and uh, he's talking about Kevin Bacon, and uh, <laughs> he's like the ultimate badass. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> he's telling the story of, of Footloose about uh, people with all these sticks up their butts, and she's like, "Who would put these sticks in their butts? Why would <laughs> yeah. they do that? It's so cruel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I like then, uh, yeah. Zoe Zeldana is always awesome, but uh, yeah, I thought she was really good in this role. And then uh, Karen Gillan um, was in a movie called Oculus that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a horror movie, and uh, I remember I only found that out like years after like a year or two after I saw this movie I didn't realize it was her like her makeup is so intense that I didn't recognize her at all and uh but I was like oh I like her and some other things too so mm-hmm. um I know that she's yeah like you said she's more two-dimensional in this movie but um the next one she gets fleshed out more I, I don't remember uh uh her role in Guardians 2 that much I've only seen it like one time in the theater so I'm I'm oh, really okay. intrigued to see volume two again and uh and I want and have Amanda watch it because she's never seen it so um that'd be fun what? but uh yeah oh, uh but, uh, yeah, I'm glad that Gamora has a lot more to her in this movie uh, as well. Uh, I thought she was really good. She's really um, strong, but I like her rapport with uh, uh, Star-Lord as well. And they're, mm-hmm. like, banter back and forth, and they're, like, they're flirting and stuff, especially in that scene. I like that scene a lot um, in Nowhere. In Nowhere, by the, by the way, the design of that and the idea of it is super cool. Yes. The people, like, mining that. But it looks like beautiful, like around them and everything. So yeah, uh, yeah. The design of this movie is just fucking stellar. Uh, it is. So yeah, good. the uh, the color palette they use, like it, it's mm. out in outer space, and on most movies we see that take place in space, it's just like black, just yeah, stark blackness out there. But this is super colorful. Yeah, uh, not only in the like various settings they're in, but also space itself, mm-hmm. like just outside of nowhere, where um. Peter and Nebula are floating out in space. There's all kinds of yep. like rich colors out there. Um, it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. They, they really pulled it off there. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, I love I love Gamora. I like uh, I'm intrigued to see um, her and, and Nebula uh, again after wh- whatever happens in the events of Guardians Volume Two. But um, leading into uh, Infinity War, and now that like she'll however, however the Guardians actually will fit in with the Avengers and stuff, uh, I'm still not really quite sure. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, where, where they'll come in the movies and everything like that would be intriguing, but to see her come against, uh, Thanos again after he's, you know, she's betrayed him, uh, that'd be really interesting to see all that, that payoff from all of this, uh, storyline and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're 
two of the people that are most strongly connected to Thanos, which is going to be the the big bad yeah. in Infinity War. So um, hopefully they're both a, a major part in it because they're both yeah. uh, really uh, really strong characters. And I love the way that Nebula is designed, like the mm-hmm. the different blues and purples that they have in her mm-hmm. face. I think it's a an awesome um, use of like combination CGI and and makeup. Yeah. There, it looks great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so you had mentioned Star Lord earlier. Mm. Um, you said that you you uh, you like that character. Um, I think he's visually the most uninteresting character, mm-hmm. just because it's just like a, a regular like Earth dude. But uh, Chris Pratt is like so charming in that yeah. role that he he wins you over for it. So I think this this cast of characters is probably the most well fleshed out and most likable like team maybe mm-hmm. in the MCU. Um, from, yeah, the, like all from the beginning anyway like mm-hmm. i'd probably give them the um the edges uh better well-rounded characters over our first appearance of the avengers mm-hmm. uh, just because we don't really know anything about hawkeye we've got a little bit of knowledge of black widow but mm-hmm. otherwise we don't really know their personalities as yeah. much but uh yeah i really like uh like the way everyone is portrayed in this movie mm-hmm. yeah no i do too um they all fit really well together um I like uh, just go through more of the characters too, like uh, Groot. Uh, it's funny, like a character that only says "I am Groot" throughout the whole movie, like how well that works, but it it totally does. Um, he's kind of like the stand-in for like Chewbacca, you know, where like right, you know yeah. you need like an interpreter around him, but it totally works, and uh, and he's so funny. Um, I like the design of Groot as well. I thought that that worked really well. Um, like the CG and stuff on him is is really top-notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love the the banter and stuff. Not I guess not banter, not back and forth. But the uh, rapport with uh, Rocket and Groot is really good. Um, in particular, whenever Rocket goes through his plan to escape nowhere, sorry, escape uh, the prison, the kiln, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going through that all, and he's like, "But this is, needs to be the last thing." And in the background, Groot is doing that thing, and it just like leads into it. Um, it's so funny. And then uh, how Groot helps him, um, like picks him up on his shoulders so he can shoot and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I don't know, all of his his character is really interesting. How it shines through, even though he only says a few lines. So, yeah, yeah, great I like job that with that as one. Well. Yes, for sure. Um, and I'm <laughs> I'm really kind of impressed with Vin Diesel's performance as uh, as uh-huh. Groot in this as well. Um, I guess James Gunn gave him blind readings, and of course it was the same three words, but he would give him like context for how to say it, mm. and so the inflection would change a little yeah. bit here and there. Um, I don't know how much time they spent in the recording booth to, uh-huh. uh, to get <laughs> no. that. Because um, it's like you have three words that you have to say over and over and give such different context, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I was really impressed with that. Um, so, I mean, this movie obviously confirms the Toretto universe. Uh, he's uh, yep. part of it. Um, <laughs> so it's, I don't it's remember how the rest of it fits, but yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's definitely there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um Let's see. Um, I think the the settings in this movie. You were talking about the the prison. I think mm-hmm. all of the the settings feel lived in, similar to yeah. Star Wars. Um, so yeah. it's like these things have been around for such a long time. They're not immaculate. There's like dirt and dents and you know all of that shit in yeah. there. Um, so it it helps it helps you believe that all of these places actually exist. Yeah, and uh, it, it still uh, uh, blows my mind that some of this stuff was filmed on Earth. You know, I yeah, I just uh, get so lost in the uh, the scenery of these movies. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. I think the Guardians are like 
obviously in space and stuff that makes it a lot more interesting but um mm-hmm. they there's some of my favorite visual movies uh volume two as well with all the stuff that they get to do in that one um is is so it's so intriguing there's so much going on and it's all like new to us because it's like places that we're not used to and it's all new characters and everything for like a mm-hmm. human to see yeah but it's all like um just so vibrant and fleshed out and and i keep saying that word uh over and over again fleshed out but uh but it is like they it's just like they really put in the effort and it really shows um another one that i want to mention too is uh xandar I think it's just fucking gorgeous. Um, like yeah. it's like a utopia and it's, it's so cool. Like I like, um, from the, from the top, like when you get to see like how it's like shaped, like their symbol, like their mm-hmm. town is like shaped like that, um, or their city. Um, and then like down on the ground, like to see how everybody interacts and all the different like alien species and stuff. And, um, just how like clean it is there, but it makes sense because of the way that Xandarians are or like that culture is, uh, but then you get the kiln and it's like so like dark and dirty and everything and um, yeah right. everything everything feels uh, very thought out and uh, and beautiful and everything even mm-hmm. when it's like grimy it's like so well done yeah uh, there are a couple of cameos in this movie so um, at the prison where uh, we see Groot and Rocket threaten the uh, big like blue alien monster that's threatening mm. Peter <laughs> yeah uh, Groot puts a, a couple of uh, twigs up his nose and starts yeah. <laughs> to lift him up that uh, character is voiced by nathan fillion from uh, oh, castle okay. and uh and uh, uh space show firefly <laughs> firefly there you go took me a second i was trying <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, he's in that and then also uh later in the movie we've got um on the ravager ship where um all the guardians are and they're trying to work with yondu um, we hear a voiceover from none other than Mr. Rob Zombie. He's the oh, yeah. uh, computer voice for uh, <laughs> for uh, Yondu's ship, which I thought was fun. Um, yeah, I, I guess about that. He, he has a like a, a cameo of some sort in each of James Gunn's movies. So oh, that's cool. I, I like when they they bring that in there. Yeah, kind of like um, characters from or not characters, but uh, actors from um, from that movie or in the other movie. So yep. <laughs> I don't, what am I talking about? Uh, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, there are actors from uh, uh, what was the the other Taika Waititi movie? The what? The other Taika Waititi movie where um, oh, uh, um, like Hunt for the oh, or like uh, Hunt for the Wolter people. That that's one? what it yeah. was. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, really? It's a good Strain my back, uh, raging for that one. Good lord. Um, now, did you see this movie in two D? Uh, yes. Okay. I don't think I ever saw this one in 3D, yeah. Okay. It uh, seems like it would be fun, though. It was, yeah. I remember it looking, uh, looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just checking things off the list. <laughs> Moving through. What if those are our entire podcast? All right. Got that off the list. <laughs> Moving on. And we're done. Ooh, this was a long one. This one was two minutes. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and the first time I saw this movie, I... I just thought it was okay, um, but mm-hmm. I grew to love it upon rewatching it. Yeah, okay. Um, I think part of it was because I was used to the comic version of these characters, and this mm-hmm. was such like a, a a crazy reinterpretation of them that sure. it uh, gave me a little bit of whiplash. Yep. Um, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but I it took some while to digest it, mm-hmm. and now upon rewatching it, I just love this movie. Yeah. Altogether. No, I don't remember how I... I think I liked it a lot because I was going into it so blind that I didn't know what I would think or whatever. Um, I think it definitely grew on me, though, too. Like, or I guess I would say I think I liked it and then grew to love it as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, I remember being really impressed with it and having a lot of fun. But um, it definitely is, like, now one of my very favorites of the MCU. And it wasn't, like, at first, necessarily. Um, yeah. Again, because it's also harder to fit in. Like, I'm glad that it's finally crossing over now. But it's felt like such a, you know, it's an outside thing. It's, like, no, nothing really connected with the MCU so far. It's in space. It feels really different. Right. Um, the characters um, joke around in the same type of way. The uh, technology, even though it's alien, but it seems, you know, on par with some of the stuff we've seen in the Avengers movies um, or like that, you know, the rest of the series, basically. So it, it felt like it would it would fit together, just hadn't crossed over yet. So mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see how uh, once they do finally cross over now, like how it all be. And then I've heard like the next phases of the MCU will you know, be more like, um, stranger and stuff. Like they'll, they'll go into the more, uh, mysticism like Dr. Strange and they'll go into the space stuff with guardians and, um, kind of, you know, with infinity war and Thanos finally being in, involved with the Avengers, like it just blows everything up. So, um, yeah. and who knows like which characters are going to die or change or whatever after all this is said and done. So, um, we'll get more of this. It'll be really intriguing to see where that goes, uh, after that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. the, uh, I think the the CGI in this movie looks mm-hmm. great, um, yeah. and I wonder if it's because of Disney buying Marvel. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have looked as good, or we may not have even gotten the same mm-hmm. characters of like Rocket and Groot yeah. without Disney being able to to back that up. I know, I know Marvel did a, a great job with you know the first Iron Man movie, the first couple mm-hmm. Iron Man movies, but um, you know once you, once you get into uh, Captain America one and yeah. parts of Thor one. It's like a little shaky. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks Disney. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Feel real. Yeah. um, I, I'd never really connected the like Disney crossover in the films or like uh, not crossover, but like to to, like that change. Yeah. And to see where they would influence it. Yeah. Um, uh, Especially for like money on the back end or whatever. Like obviously Marvel was doing well, but they were still a small company basically unto themselves. So um, yeah, they definitely they could use more funding in the in the front end to because they they knew they were going to make it back, but you need that funding in the beginning as well to get that there. So um, or just the connections Disney has with all the different artists and companies you know that do that kind of work. So uh, maybe that helped as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Now continuing our. Series of holy shit casting, holy shit, Glenn Close for the MCU. <laughs> uh, I remember her talking about how her grandchildren heard uh, mm. they had loved these movies, and she was going to be in one, and they got so excited when she was going to be part of the, yeah. the MCU. So I think that's why a lot of actors of that ilk are are doing it, just yeah. to to be part of the pop culture conversation. Yeah, just to, fun, you know. Yeah, something fun for for their uh, for their families. Yeah, it's funny um, to see her show up, um, and then uh, fucking John C. Riley. God, I love that dude. Yes. Oh, and I didn't put on here because they didn't have him in the main casting on Wikipedia, but uh, Peter Sarafanowitz? Yes. (laughs) Did I say it right? (laughs) Sarafanowitz? I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember exactly, but uh, but I liked both of them in the the Nova Corps or whatever. Um, They were both really funny. I fucking love John C. Riley so much. So when he showed up, I was like, yes! Yeah. That dude's awesome. (laughs) It turns out Wreck-It Ralph and The Tick are both Novas uh, in the MCU. So Man, crossover. Yeah, you froze. <laughs> you did <You're> too. <laughs> I heard everything you said, though. Oh, you did? Okay, good. It just kind of trailed uh, out, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see here. Um, now, one thing I was surprised when they announced the Guardians movie 
is um, I was kind of expecting them to do a Nova movie first, and Nova mm. in the comics is a um, a singular Marvel superhero who is part of a, mm. lar- a larger Nova core, similar to the way Green Lantern is in the DC okay. universe. So they're essentially Marvel's space cops. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting to, if we were going to go to space eventually, we'll start with one character who goes to space and mm-hmm. then maybe meets the Guardians or whatever. But Marvel was like, nope. Uh, we've yep. got an animated <laughs> raccoon and a tree uh, that we're going to bring to your screen here pretty soon. So they fucking went for it and, uh, and they, they pulled it off somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Do you think they'll and, introduce and, that Nova character? Is that going to be, have you heard anything about that? Uh, I haven't heard anything. Um, it's possible that it's something they're going to explore in the future. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I know James Gunn is really wanting to tell his own like space stories mm-hmm. for right now. So um, I, I don't know even what's going to happen with the, the guardians, you know, in infinity war. And yeah. I don't know if they're going to be in the fourth Avengers movie or not. Yeah. Um, I would assume they would be, but since they were filmed back to back, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, who's, I don't know if the Guardians are going to even make it back into space uh, by the third yeah. movie or if they'll, it'll be them going from Earth to space in, in the third. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, there's there's so many questions. It's fun, though. That's what I'm so excited for Infinity War. Like, I, I know we both are just in general, but I'm like, there's going to be so much fallout from this mm-hmm. that it's going to, like, be insane. I just know it. Like, especially leading <laughs> into the next movie to, to Avengers 4. I know there's going to be, like, some huge cliffhanger or, like, a character's going to die or something major, you know? Yeah. And you have no idea, like, where they're going to go um, with their individual movies and everything after this, so. What? I, I feel like Infinity War is going to be a movie where you you have to have seen at least Every, yeah. some of the, the Marvel movies, you yeah. know? Like, I don't think somebody could go in cold to Infinity yeah. War and be like, oh, what is this? I love Superman. <laughs> They'll go in. If they went in cold, they'd be like, you know, I don't know where they started here. They should have fleshed out all these characters first. <laughs> <laughs> so he writes, hand writes a, a letter to Marvel yeah. and sends it to them. I had no idea who all 46 characters were, so <laughs> shame on you, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, P.S. I love Batman versus Superman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's see here. We did, uh, we did hand watch, of course. Uh-huh. Um, oh, so yeah, towards the end, we've got, uh, we are Groot with, uh, mm. with Groot sacrificing himself. Uh, and that leads to, uh, really the, the main point of the movie, which is the, uh, the brilliant Star-Lord mm. dance-off oh my God. with Ronan. Ooh, child. <laughs> Love that part. When that song comes on, or when he starts singing that song, yeah. and he's like, just dancing around. Oh my God, it's so awesome. <laughs> I love that the... Out of everything that would have been destroyed in his ship, the cassette yeah. tape player still made it and I was playing it. properly. Yeah. Didn't warp the tape or anything. Yeah. So you couldn't, so, man. Yeah. That'd be too sad. Yeah. For it to go away. Um, I like uh, in the outtakes they had um, uh, after Chris Pratt dances, Ronan dances back, and they really do like a full dance off, and like the entire cast and crew start dancing around, like all the extras and stuff <laughs> start yeah. dancing. Uh, but I was like that. This movie does a really good job of bringing in comedy, but, like, really making it work, like, in scenes that it shouldn't work. Uh, like, that one should be so serious, and, like, this guy has an Infinity Stone. He's really about to, like, destroy this entire planet and yep. then potentially move on to Thanos and the whole galaxy or whatever. And it's um, – to, 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 to have that end with a dance-off for a distraction is, like, 
genius. It's fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. well, I like when Peter's dancing and he like tries to throw it over to Gamora and she <laughs> yeah. like nods her head or whatever. Yeah. It's like she's like, what the hell are you doing? And then he's like, subtle. And he takes it back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, now, so uh, we also have the uh, the take my hand coming back to play at the end of this movie, which I think mm. is brilliantly done as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where um, at the beginning of the movie we see. Peter doesn't want to take his mom's hand to, you know, he doesn't want to acknowledge that she's dying. Um, but then at the end of the movie, they have to bond together, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, take each other's hands to be able to share the, I guess, the overwhelming burden of the, yeah. I guess this is the power stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so they, they come together as a, as a family of sorts, mm-hmm. uh, four out of the five of them, and uh, they destroy Ronan. Yep. No, it's a cool scene. Um, the way they shot that is really cool. The CGI is really good. I like how it's just like a swirling, like ball of wind and colors and lightning and stuff, um, kind of around them. So like the yeah. the people on Xandar like can't see what's going on, but inside you see like all of them being lit up and all that stuff. Uh, and I like it because uh, they go into it a little bit, you know, at the very end about Peter being not fully human. He's like his he's half human. His mom was was human, but his dad was something that they didn't even know, like something really ancient. And uh, it was really cool to see that. But then I love that that, that second movie uh, delves into that conversation so much. And it's, like, all about that um, and to see how things change. But it's, like, you were already told in the beginning or, like, with the collector that um, some people had shared the power of this, of this stone before. But yeah. um, it had to be, like, supreme beings of some sort or whatever. And, like, not many people can really handle them. So when he mm-hmm. grabs it, you're, like, oh, fuck. And then when they all, like join together you're like okay this is working but you don't really know why and it's yeah. like um they definitely like james gunn and marvel whatever they definitely had a plan for this um all for why it worked you know um and leading into the second movie and everything like that so it's very well thought out um and a very well shot scene um uh it's all it's all very cool yeah for sure for sure um let's uh before we get into the the writing stuff let's talk about the uh the mid and in credits yeah. scenes um, so the mid credit scene, well, I guess it's really kind of like, like tacked on yeah. as part of the, the end. Um, <laughs> my dog hates, hates this scene. Yeah. Um, oh man. No, uh, we see, uh, we see baby Groot dancing. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, he's dancing in his little flower pot and, mm-hmm. uh, Drax is cleaning his knife in the background. Not a euphemism. So funny. <laughs> uh, and uh and it baby Groot stops whenever drax looks over at him and uh gets back to it he's dancing to uh jackson five yeah. i believe uh-huh. and uh yeah it's a uh, it's a good time everybody loves baby Groot. Uh, uh, i bought my wife a little uh funko pop bobblehead yeah, of baby nice. Groot, uh, and uh she has it at her uh desk at home or at uh at work yeah so um Baby Groot for president, I guess is what I'm uh, saying. Man, 2020, he would get a it. lot of votes. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Groot's awesome. That dance scene's yeah. so funny. Again, it's just again yeah, another little funny tacked on scene, whatever. Um, it's so good. Yeah. I like. They could have just done dancing Groot, and that would have been good enough. But the way that they added Drax in there and how he looks mm-hmm. over and just makes and Groot just like stops. It's even funnier. Um, yeah. yeah, really good and good use of music again. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and. Uh, so that is the the comedic scene, uh, and this one actually has two comedic scenes. Doesn't really set up yeah. much of anything, um, but uh, the the final end credit scene, we've got the collector and uh, his the the rubble of mm-hmm. the destruction 
yeah. from earlier in the movie, just like sitting there. Uh, and Cosmo, the uh, cosmonaut dog, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a major character in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he speaks with Russian accent. He is an American <laughs> teenager. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's actually bigger in the comics. Like, he actually yeah. does stuff or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he actually speaks. Not like, That's funny. like a telepathic or whatever. He mm-hmm. uh, had Russian experimentation on him. Okay, yeah. And, um, but not in this, this movie series. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love for that to happen. I know, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love dogs, you know? Right, dogs, absolutely. 2020. Baby Groot and dogs. <laughs> winner, winner, man. Man, I would vote for that ticket. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Cosmo the dog that runs up and uh, starts licking his face. And then uh, later, uh, or not later, just uh, off, off screen, we hear a voice say uh, something to the effect of uh, the dog's mouth being gross. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, then we see it is, in fact... Howard the Duck as Howard part of the MCU. Howard the Duck. Boom! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the actual song from the that's, movie? That's the song from the Howard the Duck uh, 80s movie, yes. Holy shit, how Absolutely. do you know that? Because <laughs> uh, Howard the Duck is amazing. <laughs> I used to I watch that movie once all when the I was time. younger. Oh, man. I used to watch that all the time. Uh, Leah Thompson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Leah Thompson's yeah. fucking hot in that movie. Yes. Uh, in a very weird way, because she flirts with with Howard. Uh, it's a very strange experience, but that is their song, and uh, I have it ingrained in my brain. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there being like duck lady boobs in the in that movie. Oh yeah, there's some duck titties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Man, I want to make that the show title, but we should probably not. But uh, they but, talk yeah. about it on uh, How Did This Get Made, and uh, <laughs> yes. they have a whole segment on it that's so funny because she's like June's like, but but. Their ducks, like we're humans, came from monkeys, but they're like from ducks or are they also from monkeys because she has like human breasts. Right. So what is that? And it's like, yeah, they're weird. They're like feathered, covered, you know, breasts, like human breasts. But they have nipples. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, it's weird for everybody involved. Uh, and then uh, Leah Thompson later on like flirts with, with Howard and he has, there's a part where they're in bed together and his like feathers on his head, he's like, boop, 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 boop. It go up, up, yeah, and uh, she like smooths them back down. But it's like she's she's wanting to make it with a duck right now. It's really yeah. fucked up. It's pretty weird. It is weird. Don't uh, ducks have their penises on the sides of their body? They are they? they are. I don't know about that. They are corkscrewed though. Oh. Uh, they go into that on the on the how did this get made as well. It's a great episode. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> um, but they are corkscrewed, uh, so that'd be even weirder. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, wow. All of it's just very strange. Uh, and I watched that as a child many times. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> well, that's a, we've, we've all learned a lot today. Yep, there you go. This, this Howard the Duck looked a lot different. And duck ticks. So. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the uh, the ratings. So what is the... Uh, let's start with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so... we'll get into ours. Rotten Tomatoes is a, a very respectable 91%. Yeah, that's good. Which that's is good a great rating, a, yeah. For a movie... Um, with all of these super strange characters and concepts yeah. in it. I, I'm still so shocked at that rating, um, just for my leading into this. And I didn't expect much, you know, from guardians of the galaxy. I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be. And, um, seemed like an odd choice when it was announced. Um, and, uh, man, that, that again, is just a testament to Marvel that they have just knocked these out of the park and getting people on board with really weird concepts and weird characters that nobody really knew before. like the general yeah. public. So, yeah, 91% blows me away that that's what it ended up with for my initial thoughts. But I totally agree with it. Like, it's definitely where, where I'm at with that one. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, still lower than Wonder Woman, but 
<laughs> this is why we have to bring it up all the time. Because <laughs> yeah, this, yes, exactly. this movie is below Audience, Wonder do you, Woman. Do you genuinely think that Wonder Woman is a better made film than Guardians of the Galaxy? I certainly I mean, don't. Do you? Sarah, do you? let us know what you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. Going <laughs> out the audience by name. Sarah, Zion, Kent. That's, come on, guys. Daniel Sanchez. <laughs> come on. Come on. And if you, too, want to be called out, please let us know that you're listening by giving us a five-star review. <laughs> that was for you, Ross Lichtai. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ross. So we'll, we'll give our, our ratings. Yeah. Our uh, legendary ratings that people can't get enough of. Damn straight. It's clear as day whenever we give a rating on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I, I definitely say this movie is dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. St- um, this, this movie is straight up pizza, and uh, I'm also going to throw it as, it's dinosaurs. Uh, wonderful. I'm getting there we both go. rating scales. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's really fun. It's super fun, man. It is. Very much so. So, it has like a, a Rotten Tomatoes. A good... Um, uh, rewatchability uh, mm-hmm. to it, and uh, and then the soundtrack to boot, so good. To boot, to boot. Favorite part of Canada. I was hoping you'd bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> right as I said it, I was like, Brent's gonna make fun of this, and there we go. <laughs> <laughs> to boot is also going to uh, eventually be the Black Panther. All right. Oh wow! So, <laughs> I love that joke. That's a great joke. <laughs> like the thing with the hard T. Yeah, the whole yeah. hard T thing is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh next or uh, wait what are we doing yeah so so <laughs> or ask audience <laughs> <laughs> holy shit good lord uh audience uh, what did you think of this movie uh definitely let us know uh if we called you out on this podcast you are legally required to mm. let us know by either sending us an email at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com or letting us know on twitter at ltas pod yeah so um Next week mm-hmm. is going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I got sassy on that one. Yeah, I, I liked it, though. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so next week is going to be Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, oh. before you say, no shit, dumbass. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Because it's the next, it's, it's the next movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in the MCU. Oh, yeah. We're not going to do just the film. We're not going to do just the film. Oh, yeah. Preach, sir. Mm-hmm. We're also going to do, and I say, we are also going to do... Amen. Avengers Age of Ultron, the comic book miniseries. There we go. Oh, I said it. Praise. It has been said. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday, guys. We can't help it. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do Age of Ultron, both the film and the yeah. uh, similarly titled... Uh, or exactly titled uh, comic book miniseries. <laughs> but completely because, different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm very excited is, about this. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually just finished reading the, or rereading the the comic last night. Oh, cool. Um, so this is going to, it's going to be tricky. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> you, I'm sure you can find this on Comixology or Marvel has a Marvel Unlimited app hmm. where you can buy a subscription and it's like 5 or $6 a month. You can read it on their streaming service, similar to Netflix. Um, but um, Or you can go to your local comic shop or buy the, the comic on Amazon. But it's going to contain Avengers uh, 12.1, uh, which was the Avengers series from 2010 to, I think, 2012. Hmm. And 
Age of Ultron issues one through ten of that series. Yeah. So Avengers twelve point one, kind of a weird numbering, but that's that's what that issue is. Yeah, there's a, a jumping on point mm-hmm. is, is what they did. So jumping on point point one, that's what they did. I, I didn't sure I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> but um, that issue actually comes into play later in the main Age of Ultron miniseries. So oh, okay. that's why we're including that one in cool. there. I forgot how it, it played into there until I, I reread it last night. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're going to read. So if that's something that you want to read along with, please do. Um, and I'll let you know that watching the movie is not the same thing as reading the comic <laughs> because they are two totally different things. Yeah, guys. Um, I don't. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, mm-hmm. but um, there's a different set of characters that are involved, and um, Ultron's in both. That's I will a, say that. It's a good plus, but, yep. But that's about it. <laughs> so, uh, if, you're, yeah. if your teacher uh, had you guys read the comic book, don't just go watch the movie. <laughs> it's not going to work out for your report. We will be grading. Yeah. So don't because there's going to be a quiz yeah absolutely and you you must pass it or we're going to build that wall and keep you out like the cree oh filthy filthy cree wow brent went there guys i wasn't sure we're going to go there but brent did so i'm i'm supporting him and i'm supporting that wall thank you thank you (laughs) the cree wall (laughs) baby group and dogs 2020 be there at the polls register today all right so let's uh let's take this bitch on home so uh don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Mm-hmm. And uh, be sure to follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. Mm. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. So I think that will do it for this episode. All right. Kind of a shorter episode for us as well. Yeah, it's under under two hours. That's pretty good. You got another half hour in you? I'm, I, yeah, let's go ahead and rev it back up. Let's do this. <laughs> Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Here we go. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think this was a good one, though. And uh, I'm very looking forward, very much looking forward to reading the comic of Age of Ultron and comparing that to the film because I've never read the comic, so this will be really interesting. Um, yep. I understand they're very wildly different, but uh, looking forward to that. So if anybody can read along with this, please do. Otherwise, uh, watch the movie at least. Come yes. on, guys. Won't be the For same, sure. but at least do that. We'll review both and compare or whatever. I'm not even sure how the format will be. We don't know yet. We haven't talked about it, but it'd be fun. <laughs> the thing I didn't like about the movies is it didn't have pages for me to turn, uh, which I thought was a hindrance. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, the thing. Yeah. Which uh, is why... I, also, I couldn't hear the score for the comic, so mm. um, both of them are glitter. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it just like the contrasting made you realize that none of them, <laughs> neither of them were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, love to Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd like to, to throw that back in rotation now while I'm watching all these. So uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, so yeah, um, let us know ratings? what you think of Guardians by emailing us at let's Wait. talk about stuff podcast at what? What do you think about Guardians? Um, it's, it's okay. So, so <laughs> cut. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Um, let's reset that. Yeah, let's so go I for can it. go in there and edit that. that BS <laughs> out of there. All right, so, um, yeah, I got got. Thrown out of whack there. So <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we'll do. All right.
Sync word. Trash panda. Oh, sweet. <laughs> trash panda on three. One, two, three. Trash, trash panda. panda. Excellent. Perfect. And we'll resync with trash panda on three. One, two, three. Trash, trash panda. panda. One, two, three. Trash, trash panda. panda. Jessica mm-hmm. Jones season two came out on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, I'm me, so I have seen the whole thing already. Um, of course, you're frozen. <laughs> yep. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I, I was just, can you, is it working now? Where did you go? Nope. Boo. Yeah, you're kind of gone. <laughs> Great. I'll call you back. Okay. <laughs> Stephen, who has made this movie? <laughs> nope, I think that should be the name of the, t- the title of this every time, and you should just play that same clip. Stephen, who made this movie? <laughs>